You are now listening to Smoke After Dark. Our story begins in a tiny village of Lower Quinn in England during the 1940s. There lived a man named Charles Walton, age 75. He lived a secluded life and was perceived as a hermit. He had one family member in these parts, a niece, her name was Edith Walton. Charles worked as a hedge cutter and scraped by. Rumors began to swirl in the village. Accusations of witchcraft spread about Charles Walton. The villagers of Lower Quentin were reported to have a long-standing history of making such accusations. Talk began to pick up in the town that Charles Walton was breeding monstrous toads and had control over the horses and birds, among other things. This had, as most would acknowledge, having an adverse effect toward the villagers. On Valentine's Day, 1945, Charles was headed to cut hedges at the farm of Alfred Potter. This would be unlike any other day for Charles Walton. Charles' niece, Edith, was fearful once night fell and Charles had not returned. She was able to find a police officer to look for Charles with her. After some time, they found him. Charles Walton had been horribly murdered. More than that, he had been mutilated. Charles Walton's trachea was cut by the prongs of his own pitchfork. The force of the pitchfork going through Charles Walton's neck was so powerful, the prongs struck six inches into the ground. Other accounts after post-mortem have stated his own billhook was used to carve crosses in the flesh of his cheeks, stomach, and between the prongs of his pitchfork. His skull was caved in by his own walking stick, which was found on the scene with his blood and hair attached to it. It is reported that Edith and the policeman never forgot the look of sheer horror in Charles Walton's eyes. The local police were not interested in pursuing the case of what the townspeople viewed as a male witch meeting his maker. Possibly they felt it was a righteous kill. The well-renowned Robert Fabian of Scotland Yard found interest in this case when he caught wind of it. When Robert Fabian and his men arrived in Lower Quinn, they were met with a batted eye. The townsfolk were reported to be largely conservative and unwelcoming toward outsiders, especially those from the big city of London. Fabian intensely interrogated Alfred Potter, and although Potter made contradicting statements to his original claims to the police, nothing of real evidence could be used to link Potter to the murder of Charles Walton. One rumor that continues to circle and also change 
is while exploring the area near Charles Walton's murder, Fabian felt he was being watched when a large black dog ran past him. Later, a boy who lived near the area crossed paths with Fabian. Fabian asked if the boy was looking for his dog and began explaining the color of the dog to the boy when the kid turned pale and fled the scene. Other rumors surrounding the case have said a dog was found hanging from a tree in a nearby area called Meon Hill during the investigation. In the coming days, an uptick in dog fatalities showered the region. You may be wondering why the black dog or these horrendous dog killings have anything to do with Charles Walton. I can assure you, they have everything to do with this case. Black dogs were a common theme during this century, where tales of the supernatural appear. Fabian learned that Charles Walton had seen a black dog during his youth. Not only that, but he had seen the same dog for nine days straight. A sign villagers assumed to be a curse. As Fabian continued digging, he learned that Charles Walton's death had similarities to Anne Tennant, a woman who was also labeled a witch and killed with a pitchfork in a similar manner. The outlier was these murders took place 60 years apart, but both had the foul smell of ritual. Fabian later learned of Isabel Gowdy's burning in 1662 around the same area. Charles Walton being murdered on Valentine's Day also fed into the speculation of a ritual killing. Druids were said to have roamed and worshipped in this area of Rollride Stones whereby Charles Walton had been murdered. In Druid folklore, they are said to make a sacrifice to the Harvest Gods on Valentine's Day. Specifically, a man being sacrificed so his blood could fertilize the soil. Fabian deeply studied the circumstances surrounding this case. Learning the year prior to 1945 had been a poor one for the crop of the farmers. One accusation spectators have made is that the farmers of the village may have been hired by Charles Walton, assuming his witchcraft attributed to the poor yield from the crop. The villagers depended on a good harvest to make ends meet, and on went that theory. Fabian uncovered that Charles Walton had a best friend named George Higgins, age 72. Higgins was working only 300 yards in a barn in Upper Quentin during the time of Charles Walton's murder. Fabian eventually ruled out Higgins as a suspect, doubting the 72-year-old Higgins would be able to have enough strength to carry out the murder in the manner it was done. Fabian later learned Charles Walton's niece, Edith, was seen a Mr. Edgar Good for some time, but he was also ruled out after being interrogated. Fabian took over 500 statements from local people, including Edith Walton and Alfred Potter. Many physical samples were examined, but nothing would turn up a suspect. The closest was a pair of trousers belonging to Alfred Potter that Professor Webster believed to have two bloodstains on the front. 
However, the trousers had been washed too thoroughly for a positive analysis. The case went cold and Fabian returned to London. This case deeply bothered Robert Fabian. He eventually returned to Lower Quentin, but the case was never cracked open. Robert Fabian was quoted 25 years after the case saying, I advise anybody who is tempted at any time to venture into black magic, witchcraft, shamanism, call it what you will, to remember Charles Walton and to think of his death, which was clearly the ghastly climax of a pagan rite. There is no stronger argument for keeping as far away as possible from the villains with their swords, incense, and mumbo-jumbo. It is prudent on which your future peace of mind and even your life could depend. Ladies and gentlemen, we have all heard the parallels the murder of Charles Walton and the attitude of the village people share with modern-day life. Charles Walton, a working-class man, falling victim to an unforeseen evil, an evil lurking and shielding amongst common folk. One thing we know is that Charles Walton never saw it coming. Or did he? Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone. I'd like to credit AnamaAlien.com, the stories called To Kill a Witch, The Mystery of Charles Walton Murder, author Dr. Abner, Malady. Definitely this caught my attention. And I'd also like to credit WhiteDragon.org.uk, Wikipedia.org, and HistoricalMysteries.com for helping me gather details for this episode. This was all converted into a podcast format by me, your host, Preston Olson. And make sure you tune in next time to Smoke After Dark.